0: How I many had bad circumstances in their life before? If you're breathing, you've had bad circumstances, right? You might even be in what might seem to be bad circumstances now. But let me tell you something. God sees your circumstances and God is working in the background. And we just need to quit trying to destroy the work he's doing with our mouth, right? I tell you, uh, Lori gave a powerful testimony last night. I don't know if she feels led to do that. You want to do it? Come on, Lori. I'm just showing how God's working in the background while she's fuming and fussing. Yeah. Powerful testimony. Okay. So everybody knows I have a house that won't go away,
1: right? That I've been trying to sell forever. And one of my prayers has always been that the house would be used for ministry. And that it would sell quickly and all of this stuff. So Friday was the absolute last day and the house did not sell. So in the morning, well, the day before my realtor called me and said, you know, the house isn't going to sell. The buyer needs more time. And I said to her, well, I had prayed first and I said, you know what, Lord, I really need to know what's going on here. If I'm going to stay in this, I need to know what's happening. So she says to the other realtor, I need the lender's information and I need to know that the loan is going to go through. So here I'm thinking, God's not answering my prayer. And she calls me back and she says, the woman buying the house is 83 years old. She's buying the house as a legacy to her special needs granddaughter and the house is going to be called the Blessed Hope House, and it's going to be a residence for disabled children. So, like, this was an answer to my prayer, and I was like, thank you, Jesus. The other side of it was I was pushing to get the house closed before December 1st because I have this massive bill due on December 1st that I don't have the money for. I don't have it. Um, So I explained to my realtor this. She turns around and she tells the other realtor this. And the woman comes back and says, I'll give her the money as earnest money. I will mail it to her. I didn't say that last night. So she's mailed me the check so that I can pay my bill. And I'm thinking all this time I thought, God, what's going on? So, you know, we don't know what's going on in the background.
0: That's right. But this has been a definite answer to prayer for me. And God is always working in the background. Terry, would you give that to Terry? God is always working in the background, isn't he? He's, you know, we never know what God is doing. And, you know, sometimes we just need to trust him. And that's where Thanksgiving can come in. When we thank God for what his word says, what his promise is to us, we, we just need to trust him. And quit mouthing all the negativity and start believing what the word says, Right. So Thanksgiving, the power of Thanksgiving, and I want you to walk out of here with a new thought process about the importance of you giving thanks. Okay. Uh, And the the scripture tells us, and in all circumstances, be thankful. In all circumstances. And sometimes we'll think, well, let's be thankful about this mess I'm in, you know. I can't hardly breathe, and you're wanting me to be thankful for it, right? (laughs) But in every circumstance, we have an opportunity for God to show himself. In every circumstance, we have an opportunity to him to show His love and his grace and his wisdom to us. You know, any of you that's ever been through serious uh, illnesses or diagnosis, don't you see the grace of God, Deborah? Did't you see the grace of God at a different level than you ever would have seen before? There, you, so you can thank God for those things. And in every circumstance, we have the opportunity to learn something about us. We have, a circumstance, we have the opportunity to learn, well, where am I at in my faith walk? Where am I at? Am I trusting God or am I not trusting God? Am I looking to what the, you know, the, the negative aspect? Or am I really believing what the Word of God says? Well, let me tell you something. You can moan and groan and whine all you want to. It's not going to move God. Right? You can moan and groan all you want to. It will not move God. What moves God is what? Faith. Faith in His Word. So we can whine and cry and pout and talk. God's not moved by that. Actually, I think it creates negative energy that attracts powers of darkness to keep multiplying your mess. So we need to be speaking positive things because in Psalm 103, the angels of God only do the bidding of whose word? His word. It says the, So we need to release our angels to, to do what His word says it will do for us. So we need to understand these things, and it's so important. And and sometimes it's a little discouraging to hear believers who've been in the body of Christ for 5 and 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 years. And they act like babies. They're still got their passy. They're sucking, sucking. God, I need help. And God is saying, no, get rid of the passy. Get on the word and start saying what my word says about you. Be thankful for what I've promised you. Be thankful. Okay. You know, even in time, I was talking to a young lady this week who had an untimely death with, her, with a child. And she said, do you think that was God's will? I said, of course it wasn't God's will, but I don't know what was going on. I'm telling you, every, God's always working in the background. I said, you can't just throw something out there and say, well, that was God's will. No, it wasn't God's will. Let me tell you something, but we only see this side of things. We haven't seen the other side. And I know my husband's had a vision of the other side and he didn't want to come back. And God sent him back. He said, you still got a work to do. Let me tell you, sometimes I think when some of our loved ones go untimely, they get a glimpse and they don't even think about you. I hate to tell you that. (laughs) They don't give you a second thought. (laughs) They see what they see and they are so overwhelmed by the goodness and the presence and the grace of God. See, we only see this sign. We're only thinking about our loss and our pain and our suffering. But I'm telling you, God is, is God. And he's always working in the background. And so there, we also know in the, in the Old Testament that thanksgiving was the focus of worship. I love the songs we sang today. Weren't they just so, just so worshipful? But they were all focused on giving God thanks. And First Chronicles sixteen four says, And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. People were appointed just to thank God. We should have to appoint believers day to thank God, should we? We should be, we, he should be getting tasted Go on and leave me alone. I know I've heard you're thankful, you're thankful. But we should constantly be thanking God for everything, every breath. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter into his gates with moaning and groaning and whining. No, with thanksgiving. Let me read that Psalm to you. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. You know, let me back up. It says, make a joyful noise. It doesn't say in certain circumstances. You know, and regardless of what we see going on in our nation, we're supposed to be making a joyful noise before the Lord. It doesn't say except in years of, of, of you know, in election years. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about when somebody says, it says you make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing, Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his, we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Has anybody in here ever been caught in a whining spell? I have a time or two. Not so much lately, but a time or two. And I remember one time I was whining and was about something. And I walked into, I was walking to another room and the Lord literally yelled at me. I am for you. I am for you. And I suddenly began to think, well, if he's for me, does it matter who's against me? <laughs> does it matter what my situation is? God is going to, God is there. He is for you. He's for you guys. He's for you. And so we have to remember that. Erdman's Bible Dictionary says, "Thanksgiving in biblical usage is a response that is due to God. We owe Him our thanksgiving from His people. Specific grounds for thanksgiving to God are numerous, and includes God's faithfulness to His covenant." See, we should be—do th- we believe it or not? When we think we're going to die, now, well, you got to—you got to use some common sense, you know. And you guys all know this, but Paul says, "If you don't work, you don't eat," right? you don't work, you don't eat, right? (laughs) Okay, so if we're sitting around thinking, God is so good. He's just going to bring my groceries to the door and I don't have to work a lick. You know, you're going to go hungry. Let me just tell you that. They're going to turn off your power. They're going to kick you out of your house and you're going to go hungry, right? (laughs) So there's a balance to everything. But you know what? God does promise. He says, I'm going to bless what you put your hands to. I'm going to bless what you put your... So regardless of what you're putting your hands to, you think God is blessed. And it might seem like nothing today. It might, oh, that's so menial. God bless it. What did God do with Isaac? He took that seed that Isaac sowed in time of famine. and He reproduced a hundredfold. That's what God will do. That's how God will bless us. That's why we need to be thankful. True thanksgiving does not consist primarily of deeds, but of the disposition of the heart. Let me tell you, you can't be thankful except from a true heart of thanks. You can parrot it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And never mean it. You ever had kids that, you know, you, you know little kids growing up maybe, and, you know, they thank you, Mom, take it and leave, and they're not thankful for nothing. <laughs> Anybody seen that besides my kids? I hope they're not watching today. <laughs> we'll get a text in a minute. They're very thankful today. But sometimes we were just talking. I don't know if you, if you have boys and, a boy and a girl. We had a boy and a girl. And our son, if he wanted something, he knew how to keep it from his sister, like, say, we were eating at the table. And if he wanted a certain piece of chicken or a certain piece of bread, he'd take his finger like that and touch it. Knowing she would not dare touch that, that he had put his. That was just something I threw in. But anyway, but kids do stuff like that, don't they? We were talking about that yesterday. You know, he knew how to get what he wanted. See, so he's a and he would touch every piece that he wanted. Anyway, I hope he's not watching. He may be, I don't know. Okay. Let me start over. I've lost it here. But true thanksgiving does not consist primarily of deeds, but of the disposition of the heart. And it brings persons nearer to God. It enables them to see God's salvation. Proverbs, uh, Psalms 50, 23. But give, giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. Giving thanks honors. Uh, Chris is on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He, he said he's thankful that it still works today. Well, no, on Thursday, won't we? <laughs> okay, so if I don't know where I've lost it all, I mean, we just might as well go eat, right? <laughs> he who brings the giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. So, sa- Thanksgiving is a sacrifice that it's really. Does it feel like a sacrifice to you? I don't understand that because it's not a sacrifice to me. I just love giving thanks to God. Most of my prayer consists of thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. But it goes on to say, if a person gives thanks merely for that possessed within himself, then that person expresses self-exaltation and self-deception rather than responding to the grace of God. You remember that story, I believe it was in Matthew's Gospel, where the two people were praying, and one said, God, I thank you that I'm not like him. You remember that story? And the other guy's beating his chest and he's so humble and he's, you know, th- God, I'm a sinner. And who went home? Justified? The one with the right heart. So we have to understand that thanksgiving is is a matter of the heart, but it's also a command. First Thessalonians five eighteen says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So if you want to know and sometimes and I've heard people say, I don't know what the will of God in this is. Well, this is it. Give him thanks. God, I don't know what you're doing in this mess that I'm in, but I'm thanking you you're going to get me out of it. I'm thanking you, God, that you've got an answer. I'm thanking you, God, you you bless what I put my hands to. I'm thanking you, God, you've surrounded me with people that love me. So regardless of what it looks like, okay? Ephesians 5.20, and this is one that messes us up sometimes, giving thanks always and for everything. For everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus. And I've got question marks, for everything? But you know what? We do not thank God for the evil that's happening around us, do we? But what we thank him for is the fact that we have authority and power over that evil. That we have that authority. But remember, this follows the admonition to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I don't think we can really give thanks to God for everything unless we're really spirit-filled. And the Spirit of God leads us into giving those thanks. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. And be thankful. Psalm four eight. In God we have con- boasted continually and we will give thanks to your name forever. Isn't that awesome? That we are, we are commanded, but, there's, but you know what? There's also benefits of having a, thank, a thankful heart. Let me give you some benefits. Number one, there's peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing. Anybody ever been anxious before? I told you before, I was the queen of anxiety when I first got born again. And this is the first scripture the Lord gave me. I didn't even know what it was. He said, I want you to memorize Philippians 4, 6. I go home and look it up, be anxious for nothing. And I got anxious over the scripture because I'm thinking, well, what am I supposed to do with this? You know. But I put it on my refrigerator and I memorized it and I spoke it and I spoke it and I spoke it. But be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So we see that thanksgiving can bring peace because thanksgiving expresses confidence in who God is. In all my anxiety, God, I can be confident in who you are and you have promised me peace. Has anybody ever had situations where you don't have a clue what you're going to do next? And I just say, God, you just said, be anxious for nothing, but I'm giving you my prayer. I'm giving you my thanks, and I know you're going to work it out. And you know what? It's amazing how that peace just comes in. We also see that being of the, thank- the benefit of a thankful heart pleases and honors God. Now, what happens when we please God? He hears us, and he withholds no good things from those who walk uprightly before him. So there's a lot of benefit. Psalm 69, 30 and 31 says, then I will praise God's name with singing and I will honor him with thanksgiving. Now that word honor means to make great in size, scale, magnitude, or importance. It means that we're making God great in size. So it says, I will honor him with thanksgiving for this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle, more than presenting a bull with his horns and hooves. Isn't that awesome what God would do? So, so many times we have to thank him just for his promises. In times of sickness, what do you thank him for? Healing, right? In times of lack, what do we thank him for? Provision, right? In times when we feel alone and rejected, we, we thank him in Deuteronomy 31.6. He says, I promise to never leave you nor forsake you. Even Regardless, if you feel like you're the only one and nobody knows your name, nobody's calling your phone, nobody. He says, I'm never going to leave you. In times we're concerned about our children, Chris, so if you're listening to me, and our grandchildren. <laughs> Isaiah 54:13 says, Great is the peace of our children. They're all taught of the Lord. You just believe that. Thank you, God. How are you going to do it? I don't know, and I don't care. I just know you're going to do it. I just know you're going to do it because your word declares it. Great is the peace of my children. There's never going to return void. I take, I take rest in that. So God is not an enabler. He'll teach you how to fish he might give you a fish at once in a while then he'll teach you how to fish but he gives us victory over life's problems another benefit of, th- of a thanksgiving is supernatural deliverance anybody ever feel like you need supernatural deliverance from something yeah supernatural might be a, a might be a money problem it might be a health problem it might be an addiction issue you know and and especially in the church you know we don't, may not have drugs and alcohol in the church although there is some but a lot of times we have food addictions Technology addictions. That's a good thing to say right before we go to lunch, right? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But but God can give you supernatural deliverance. And, you know, we talk about First Chronicles 20 all the time. That's one of our pet scriptures here. But let me just read a portion of it. And, you know, Jehoshaphat was com- was just surrounded by the enemy, and it looked like it was impossible. Does that look that way today? If you, if you listen to certain things on the news, they think, oh, this is impossible. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's blowing up, and, you know, you even got people you thought were on your side are now part of the enemy, you know, and so it's getting bigger, and you're thinking, God, only you can solve this issue. It says, and when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in the holy attire as they went before the army. And this is what they said, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Looking out over those hills and seeing millions and millions of enemy soldiers, they thank you, God, for your steadfast love endures forever. So regardless of what we see, we thank God because his love endures forever. And when they begin to sing and praise and give thanks, God sent an ambush into the enemy's camp. See, I tell you, the church just needs to set aside a day of worship and thanksgiving, I believe, to God, the church at large in our nation. I believe we might see some things Turn. Against the men of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so that they were routed, and the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, they started fighting among themselves. We're already seeing this, aren't we? Begin fighting among themselves, and, and when they had made an end and, and devoting them to destruction, and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. And Jehoshaphat didn't have to lose a single spear. His military budget went you know just wouldn't look great, so he, he was doing great. God brought supernatural deliverance. God'll do that for you. Well, you say that's Old Testament. Will he do it New Testament? Well about Acts 16? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God. They were in the prison, probably all stoked out in chains and all this other stuff. and what were they doing singing and praising God? Now, we know that, that praise really is thanksgiving. What you're praising God is for what he has done. So that's giving thanks. He said, but they were singing in hymns of praise to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. They weren't in there complaining. Where is God? Where is God? What did I do? Did we miss it? What's happening here? They're going to get us. Our head's going off tomorrow. No, they were praising God and thanking him for his faithfulness. And then suddenly, suddenly there was an earthquake. I mean, how many could use some suddenly earthquakes in your life today? Yeah. You know, you never know when God's going to send a suddenly into the life of a child, into the life of a realtor or, or someone that you're trying to sell your house to or whatever it might be. God's going to send a suddenly. But he sends a suddenly when we're giving him thanks and praise, not when we're moaning and groaning. So suddenly there was an earthquake so that the very foundation of the prisons were shaken. And at once all the doors were opened, everyone's shackles were unfastened. You know, I, I just believe this is the way God wants to bring deliverance, and especially if anybody's struggling, watching, or, or here with an addiction issue. We've seen God deliver just like that, just like that. But you've got to thank God for it. You've got to th- thank Him in advance. Thank you for what you're wanting. Don't thank you for what you see. God, help me in my own. No, thank you, God, that you said that I'm the, that you're the Lord God who delivers me. You set me free. I have authority over this addiction. I have authority over the powers of darkness. So praising is thanking God for what he has done in our life. We also know that thanksgiving or giving thanks creates an atmosphere of joy. We could use a little joy, couldn't we? Well, you know, joy is, is, is yours. It's choice. You know, you know, happiness usually depends on external things. Joy is an internal thing. What's going on in your What's your joy meter today? Are you looking at the outside to determine your joy, or is your joy looking at the outside to determine your faith? Faith and joy work very closely together. So this is Ezra, and they had just getting ready to finishing the temple or starting the temple, and it says, With praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord. He is good. His love toward Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because of the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and the Levites and the family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many shouted for joy. Now, this is the same thing, let me tell you. It's not some that are sad and some that are happy. They're weeping for joy because of what they're seeing God doing. They're seeing the restoration of the temple of Jerusalem. I think some of us are going to weep for joy when we see the restoration of the foundations of our nation being restored. And this has been going on for some time. No one could distinguish the sounds of the shouts of joy from the sound of the weeping. Because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard far away. So Thanksgiving... Thanksgiving will the will of God thanksgiving for the will of God will manifest itself in joy in our life if we truly put it into our hearts and, and 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 we need to be shouting joy in our homes and in our wherever you may be that you need that you need a breakthrough get into there and shout the walls down with joy praising God for what he has promised not what you see don't ever talk about what you see talk about what God has promised so that that's some of the spiritual benefits. Let me just give you a few natural benefits, okay? And this is, this is my last slide. We're going we're to break out early here. How I mean, he's ready? How about some natural benefits? Do you know that, that Thanksgiving can make you prosperous? It can make you healthy? Let me just give this. This is just some research that was done. This is by Emmons and McCullough. And they said, being thankful is good for us. This is some research that was done. They, they did a study of a bunch of people and, and they gave them a questionnaire and they, and they did, compared a lot of their life situations and their gratitude level. And they had them to keep a gratitude journal. Now, you need to keep a gratitude journal, right? And the only thing that goes in it is gratitude, right? But this is what they said happens when people have an attitude of gratitude. Being thankful reduces stress. What did we just say it aids in living longer because it gets rid of all those negative damaging hormones like cortisol and things that bring so much destruction in our life. It improves your waistline because when you're stressed, you eat, right? (laughs) You don't feel like doing anything. It helps you to bond better with other people because who wants to be around a bunch of crabby people, right? Nobody wants to be around crabby people. No. So it helps us to bond better with people. It also slows down the aging clock. How many of us are all for that, right? Yeah. You spend all this money on Botox, just, this is free, right? This is free. So, so just have a little health program with, with joy and Thanksgiving. Okay, and then another, a Sean Acor, that was, uh, that was a Sean Acor said, he's a psychologist, He said that gratitude or thanksgiving wires your brain for productivity and prosperity. And this is what he said in some research he did. When he watched people who had an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving, productivity improved by 37%. Accuracy on task improved by 19%. Any improvement is significant, isn't it? People have 23% greater energy in the midst of stress in the midst of stress, they have 23% greater energy and 40% are more likely to be promoted. 40% are more likely to be promoted. Now, see, it, it helps you in, in every area of your life. Well, listen to this one. This is by Ellen Rogan, a CPA, and her research shows that showing gratitude resulted in people making more money. So is, is Thanksgiving beneficial? You know, your attitude can determine how you're going to go on your job if you know, if you're going to be promoted. You know, if, if your manager is looking for people to promote, they're going to look for positive people. Right? They're going to look for people that are appreciative of what's going on. So let's stand if you will. How many's thankful today? Yeah. We got another thankful request here. Lori got convicted sitting there. Hello. Yeah.
1: Okay. I need, I need to apologize to everybody because while I am extremely thankful that my house sold, what I wanted everyone to take away from this is we need to be steadfast. Like Donna said, we don't know what's going on in the background. Every time I prayed for my house to sell, I would start by thanking God, and then I would immediately start praying in tongues. I never knew what I was praying for because I never knew what was going on. Obviously, Um, but this is the thing. I also never asked for prayer because I thought, well, that's selfish. It's just my house. We're praying for all these things. In the meantime, it was a major spiritual battle. Satan was trying to deny this ministry. So when you're going through something and you're being hit on every side, ask yourself why. Because from the day that I announced I was writing a book, I can't tell you. I really, I can't, I, I, and I never even saw this as a spiritual attack. So ask the Lord to show you. That's what I wanted you to take away from it. Not that God's, God's been my provision my whole life and I'm grateful. But the lesson is like Donna said, stuff, stuff is going on in the background. We need to have spiritual eyes. We need to be steadfast. And we need to
0: always proclaim the victory and be grateful. Amen. That's good. And that's so true. We have to thank God. Even if you don't see it, don't feel it, don't know it. You know it's going on. What's that song, Waymaker, you know? Even when I don't feel it, he's working, right? Even when I don't see it, he's working. And that's what we have to understand. You know, we we have had a situation um, with one of our staff members now. You don't know who it is, and nobody knows who it is, but it's a staff member. And, um, uh, so, uh, I was one morning I was just doing something anyway, and the Lord put into my heart that she needs help. And so I called her supervisor and I said uh, to so-and-so, Is she okay, does she need help? And she said, I don't know. I'll call and ask. So she called her and what had happened was because of a recent death in her family, she had taken everything in savings and given it to her, you know, to take care of that. And so now here she's having to really scramble. And so what Lori is saying is so true. This is a church family, and we care about you. We care about you. And we're gonna, we're, we are we're know when to say no, and we know when to say let, let us help. But if you're a family, isn't that, think about your own family. Is there anything you wouldn't do for your family, your children, your grandchildren? You know, I love what Pastor you say, if I had a dollar, my kids had a dollar. And that's kind of the way we are. If we have a dollar, our kids have, and our grandkids have a dollar. We have a car, they have a car, right? One of our grandkids has our car right now that we just bought, our new car. (laughs) And she's happy about that. So (laughs) suddenly her car wasn't working. So (laughs) I'm just teasing. It was our idea, really. She's getting ready to take a long trip. But anyway, but I'm saying we're all family and we love each other and we care for each other. And, uh, you know, we have, I was just talking to Tom about the incredible gift that this church is to so many people you know you just ask for a little bit and and people just give and they give and they give and uh, you heard a couple testimonies last week about how God had blessed let me tell you God is good but how does he work he works through us so you might be in the place of need today but next month you might be in the place of the giver you know and so uh, you know just don't be afraid to share your needs with the body Don't be afraid to share your needs. Now, you know, we're also not a church that just writes checks. We don't do that. We have people that we talk to. We get history. We get background on people. But people in our church family, I mean, we take care of our church family because we know that you guys are awesome. And if I'm thankful for one thing, it's for every one of you here, every single one of you here. I got three spiritual sons and, a, and two spiritual daughters here today. I was telling Terry, I said, all my kids surrounded me this morning. <laughs> I'm so happy. I love these guys. I believe that family's growing too. But let me tell you, God is good. God is good. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God, because you've blessed us so much. And God, we pray blessing upon every person here. I thank you, God, that regardless of what their situation is today, God is getting better because you're in the background working on their behalf. I thank you, Father God, that you take us by the hand and you lead us up out of our stuff, oh God. God, that we might stumble and we might fall, but Lord, you're right there to pick us up and to lead us on. You reveal to heal only. God, we're so thankful for that. I thank you, Lord. For the blessing and the prosperity that you've blessed this church with. We may not be huge in number. But I, we are gigantic in impact. And God I thank you for it. I thank you for the blessings that you send every day our way. The surprises that you send. The, the hundredfold returns that you give Lord. So Father we thank you for that. And we just so appreciate your love for us. We appreciate your wisdom. God, we bless you. And God, we just now bless our food that we're about to partake of, Lord. We bless our time of fellowship together. And God, we do all that we do to honor and to glorify your incredibly wonderful, matchless name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.